a what it is, friends. A what's up? It's Majesty and your speakers. <laughs> that was so corny. I'm sorry y'all had to listen to that. And I know I'm going to cringe when I'm listening back. But what it do? Hey, when this episode come out, it's officially going to be uh, 420. So to the smokers, happy 420. Take a little pull for me. I'll probably do a little bit of smoking. I'm really not that big a smoker, honestly. Um, there was a point in my life where I was a smoker back in college. And then um, I stopped because I was getting a job. I was moving closer to graduation and getting a job and interning and all that stuff. So I needed to be able to pass a drug test. So I just like quit smoking. And then I just never started back up until two and a half years later once I quit that job and I moved into a job that didn't drug test. That's when I started smoking again. And I was smoking a little heavy. This has nothing to do with this week's episode, but fuck it. Um, um, so I started smoking again. And then, um, I don't know. You know what? Weed for me is one of those things that, like, I enjoy weed. Don't get me wrong. I always keep edibles on hand. In my refrigerator right now, I got a nice little um, a little indica chocolate bar that I enjoy every so often. And I have some, like, sativa gummies. And I'm pretty sure I got some weed that's probably, like, old and stale at this point it would need to be like rehumidified or whatever the fuck but um I'm just not a I'm not a huge smoker if I'm around you know weed I'll definitely smoke uh but I'm just not I'm just not a huge smoker no problem with it um I don't mind people smoking and again if people are around me smoking then I'm probably gonna smoke too but just buying weed and rolling weed and smoking weed on my own as an everyday thing it's just it's just not me uh not not right now at least Anyway, so happy 420. I probably will try to indulge in some marijuana uh, because, you know, this is the day for it. If, if you don't do it any other day, this is the day for it. Um, but just an update on my life. <sighs> Lately, I have been really, really tired. Not of you guys, not of the podcast, nothing like that, but just like, Physically exhausted, not even mentally right now, mentally. This is some of the best mental space that I have been in 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 the last couple months, honestly. And I think that that is partly due to the fact that, one, my biggest stress over the last year has been my bus. Um, I'm converting a school bus into a mobile home. I'm moving into it in about six weeks. Um, and so that had been a, a big stress of mine getting the work done. But once I shifted off to Utah, um, about a month or so ago, you know, getting that off my plate and having, paying somebody else a lot of money to complete it, that really took a lot of, a lot of stress off my plate and a lot of weight off my shoulders. So mentally I have been in a really good mental space because I just haven't had that huge stress on me. Um, I also have not been seeing my subs as often. I used to see two or three subs a week, uh, which will tie me up after work. You know, I work my regular job, and then after work, three days a week, I'm, you know, having people in my in my apartment, which was great. It was fun and all, but, like, it left n- little to no time to myself, and I love my me time. I love being alone. So, um, just having that time and that mental capacity just freed has been lovely for me. And I've also just been doing really nice things for myself, taking myself out to eat, buying myself things. Uh, Because over the last like year, I haven't really bought myself too many things that were like 
um, kind of like knickknack things or things that would just be around the house because I'm moving into 150 square feet soon and I just didn't see the need to buy things that I'm just going to have around. So if I was buying things, it was like, you know, like candles and things that like consumables, things that I can use and be done with. Um, but I've been buying myself just some nice things that I can also have with me on the bus. Like I bought myself some nice jewelry that I'm going to be able to wear and just, you know, little things like that. I've, I've been taking myself out to eat. Um, I've really, really enjoyed and just, I'm just trying to get back to being a little bit more, um, selfish and doing a lot more nice things for myself and not feeling bad about doing nice things for myself. So in that way, I've been feeling just really good lately, honestly, really, really good lately. So I can't complain there, but I'm just, I'm just really, really tired right now. I'm just tired all the time. Um, but also in new news, I, I have a crush on somebody. Now, what y'all need to know about me is that like, this doesn't happen often. Like I have celebrity crushes all the time. Um, cause you know, we all do, I would like to think, but crushes on people in general, I don't get that often. Like not like lasting crushes because I'll have a crush on somebody and then I'll like meet them, talk to them, text them or something like that. And then they just say stupid things and I just can't even justify liking them anymore like I am very much attracted to energy and intellect and if you have good energy and you are an intellectual and you can have an uh, you know a intellectual conversation I'm not saying that you have to be like crazy book smart but you have to be like at least common sense smart um so it's it's hard for me because I just <laughs> this is gonna sound really mean but I don't find a lot of people like intellectually stimulating for me. And so like really liking somebody, not just, you know, wanting to have sex with somebody, but really liking somebody does not happen for me often. But here I am with a crush on somebody, right? It's crazy. I find myself, you know, just thinking about her randomly and being like, <laughs> and I hate that. I hate, I hate feeling that way. It's so weird. It's almost uncomfortable for me because it's so few and far but it's so rare that I feel this way that when I do it's just like oh but yeah that's happening so you know I'll tell you guys more about that as things progress if they do and if they don't they don't oh well but right now I like her she likes me and uh we'll see we'll see <laughs> that also has nothing to do with this week's episode I just wanted to catch y'all up I'm feeling a little chatty tonight um but yeah. <laughs> so today, this week, I thought that it would be fun to talk about my experience being a black kinky woman in this space. Um, I'm touched on bits and pieces of it throughout the podcast, but um, I think this is imp an important topic because being a kinky person um, and being a non-kinky person, it's it's two diff very different experiences in different spaces. Being a black kinky person is different than being a white kinky person. Being a kinky woman is different than being a kinky man. Um, so th the experience of being a black kinky woman in the kinky space is very different from what I would imagine it is to be anything else. I can't speak to what it is to be anything else in this space because this is all I've ever been in this space. But I can tell you guys all about my experience. Now, is this going to be, is everything that I'm going to say going to be across the board for everybody? Absolutely not. This is my 
um, my experience and my feelings of what it is to be me in this space. So without further ado, we're going to get started on the episode. So if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that my introduction into the kink space actually came from the swinger space. I was involved in swinging and stuff before I, you know, really understood what kink and kinky and, you know, all that stuff was. But even before that, when I was in college, I just dibble-dabbled in the sugar daddy, sugar baby space. Um, I stumbled upon Seeking Arrangements. Uh, One of my girlfriends told me about it. I got on there, went on a couple dates. I was never a sugar baby of anybody. I never um, set an arrangement with anybody, but I went on some dates and, you know, conversed with some people and stuff over time and all that stuff. And on Seeking Arrangements, being a young black woman was definitely not an asset there. Um, I think it being a black woman on a space like that definitely put me more at a disservice than um, an an advantage, honestly, Um, because I just, you know, black women weren't seen as necessarily like luxury and, you know, primarily on Seeking Arrangements, it's like old white men, old, and I'm going to use air quotes, rich white men. Um, looking to like spoil a baby and women, you know, we all know that black women aren't, aren't the women that we tend typically tend to want to, um, protect and spoil and all that stuff. Black women are supposed to be like taking the brunt and the grunt of the work of, you know, all the time and being everybody's like mammy and savior and shit. So, um, sugaring was not a space that was very successful for me. And I definitely think that being a black sugar baby had, something to do with that. So part of me, when I came into the kink community, thought that that was going to kind of translate over as well. Um, I I was young, I wasn't seasoned, I didn't know much. And I just, so I just thought that being black was not going to be an advantage for me. But that was actually really wrong. Very, very wrong for for good reasons and for bad reasons, you know, and bad reasons in my opinion. Um, But that wasn't wrong. Being black actually made me, makes me, not made, makes me more desirable in kinky spaces. Um, When I got my introduction into it from like the swing community, um, I was going to parties and events and munches that were primarily white dominated spaces. And, um, you know, I would have people wanting to play with me. Now, you know, personally, I don't really play with white people. Uh, I play with white people less now than I did before. I don't have sex with white people. um, But, you know, I'll seen with a white person. I'll definitely seen with a white person. My subs are white men, primarily. Um... So I do play with white people in that way, but like I do not have sex with white people. So when I'm going to a swingers party, you know, the the focus isn't necessarily kink there. There are definitely some kinky people there, but like I'm going to a swingers party and there's white people wanting to have sex with me and I just have to like kindly decline um, because it's just, it just wasn't, it just wasn't for me. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't my thing. I, I wasn't offended by it or anything. It just, it just, it just wasn't my thing. Um, but I think me being black, uh, being young, 
and being attractive walking into these parties and, you know, looking good in my lingerie, my boobs all out, my booty all out and fat as monkey, donkey, chunky, fat as hell. Like, <laughs> that was definitely, all of that, like, played into the full package and it made me, it made me very desirable in these spaces, which I just did not necessarily expect. I, I, I didn't, I did not expect that. Um, and it has its, again, it has its good and it, it has its bad. Um, I'm gonna, I guess I'm going to start on the, on the bad side first. Um, FetLife. I talk about FetLife a lot because it is my primary source for kinky content. Um, I have friends that, you know, that I'm, people that I am friends with, um, on a personal, you know, real life level on FetLife. So, you know, I'm on there a lot to see their pictures and their videos and their posts and all their things and all that stuff. And when I want to find kinky events, I want to find sex parties or munches or a virtual, you know, whatever, uh, something to learn, you know, anything that I want for the most part, kinky wise, I can find on FetLife. So that's, that's primarily where I go. But FetLife is very whitewashed. Um, FetLife has... Think of like an Instagram explore page. FetLife has their K&P, the kinky and popular page, which is a page of like a, like the most liked items and stuff for the week or the day or the month or whatever their algorithm is, right? Algorithm is. And if you go on the kinky and popular page, it is nothing but white people on there. Um, with the exception of like the Jojo Kinks of the world. And if you're on FetLife, you know who Jojo Kinks is. Jojo Kinks is a black woman with a beautiful body um, and she gets a lot of likes and she gets a lot of attention on FetLife. So she ends up on like the kinky and popular pages. But there are not a lot of black people. Her and, you know, the few others end up end up on that page just because it's just not, there's just, it's just not a lot of black bodies that are um how do I say it it's just white people white people are all over FetLife there are definitely black people on FetLife but there are a lot more white people on FetLife than there are black people and they seem to get um a lot more attention in numbers I guess I don't know but FetLife is very fucking white it's extremely fucking white it's kind of annoying um and then so like because of that, you know, white people and white entitlement is a thing. Um, just, it's just not, that life, it just isn't the best space for black people. Like, I just think that there are, are things that people don't talk about and, and ways to talk to people in general that people don't really understand. And because this is a space where, like, sex is involved, people kind of just think that they can do whatever they want to do or are entitled to say whatever they want to say, and it just comes off in poor taste. Like, I get messages from people all the time talking about how delicious my black pussy looks. Like, what? I just, why does it have to be my black pussy? Like, it's just, it's weird. It's uncomfortable for me. I am not into race play, and maybe that's why. So some people might find that flattering. I personally am not into race play says it on my profile that I'm not into race play. So when people come to me and it seems like their desire to talk to me, to engage with me is because I'm black, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. It's just, it's, it's not, it's, it's very fetishy for me. And I don't, I don't want to be, you know, a box that you checked off. 
You know, I don't want to be, you know, I've always wanted to have sex with a black woman. Will you be that black woman for me? Like, I don't, I don't want to be that for anybody, honestly. So like, it's just not, it's just not for me. Um, even when black people, black men hit me up on FetLife, if I go to your profile and you have all of your pictures are of you with white women, it's uncomfortable for me because it makes me feel like, so what do you want me for? You know, like, do you want me so you can have a black body on your profile to, so you can have sex? with? I don't know. It's just, if that's what you like, that's what you like. If you like a rainbow of things, I kind of expect to see a rainbow of things reflected on your page. But if you have 200 pictures and, you know, 197 of them are you having sex with white women, I'm probably going to not be interested in that at all. That's just... That's just me personally. Or like if I go to your profile and your identifier is um, a bull, I'm not I'm not going to really respond to that because I'm just I'm not interested in that. And now a bull, um, I'm going to generalize everything in for, for the sake of this example. But cuck and bull play is typically when there is a white couple and the white woman has sex with a a black man, a black man with a BBC, it's a, a bull, um, and her husband is the cuck, and he is forced to, you know, watch or, like, clean up after the sex, or um, it's meant to be a humiliation um, kink, or a humiliation, uh, you know, humiliation kink, um, the cuck and bull play, or cuck holding, um, but it's when the, the, the woman, the wife, the girlfriend, whatever, is having sex with a, a man and her husband is forced to like watch or listen or whatever. Um, so the bull tends to be a black man with a big dick, uh, with a BBC, a big black cock, Ugh, which I hate that word. But, um, if your identifier is a bull on your page, I'm just not, I'm not going to respond to that just because I just, I don't like it. I don't like it. It feels uncomfortable. It feels very racially charged and I just it's not for me it's not for me it's for some but I'm not some um even if I go to your profile and it has like on the side so on FetLife they all the groups that you're a part of are listed on the left side of your profile and so if I go to somebody's profile and the groups that they are in are like big black cocks for hot white wives and you know, shit like that. I don't like that. Or like, you know, breed my white wife with your black nut. Like, what? Like, I just, <laughs> and <laughs> for the people who are not on Fet Life, this is like, this is literally what some of the the group names are. Like, they're, they're, the group names are, are really, some are like really, really, really specific. And it's like, whoa, um, okay. Um, so yeah, they'll, they'll say things like that in the groups. And if you're part of groups like that, I just, I'm, I'm not interested. I don't want to be anybody's fetish at all. Like I, I want you to like me or want to play with me because you want to play with me. Not because you have this fetish of dominating a, a black woman. Like, no, I don't sub to white men ever, period. Um, let me not say that. Let me uh, rewind. <laughs> I would never be a white man's, let me rewind again, in the space that I'm in, I don't like to say never because I don't know what I'm going to be into down the line somewhere, but as it stands right now, I would be very uncomfortable being the sub of a white man. 
I don't want to be the sub or the slave of a white man. Um, it would be very uncomfortable for me. I would definitely be a sub for a black man, but I just couldn't do it for a white man. Couldn't. I just, I, I couldn't do it. Um, do I take on white subs? Of course I do. My subs are primarily white. Of course I do. I have no problem with that. But being the sub of a white man is just not in the books for me um, because that would make me feel very uncomfortable. It would make me question his desire to be in that type of dynamic and it just it just it's too it's too it's too traumatic and I just I'm good um I have a girlfriend actually who a black woman who is the sub um in a 24-7 dynamic with her white dom and that's great and I love that for her and they seem like they have a great time together but personally I could not do that that would be very uncomfortable for me and then some people really get, like, deep into race play. Like, there is, like, touching on race. And I will touch on race a little bit with my subs. Like, I'll talk about their tiny white dicks and stuff like that, you know. Or I'll put on my big black strap, you know, when I'm pegging them or something like that. And I might talk shit. But that's pretty much the, the line that I that I sit on. I don't really go too much further from that. But some people really get into, like, master slave play where it's like slave auction type shit you know and it, that's when it just for me it gets very uncomfortable I remember hearing um, within this last maybe year or so a black woman that I respect very much in this community she's a dom um, and she said that she bottoms for one person who is a white man, and the only tool, she's into impact play, the only tool that she bottoms for is a, like a bullwhip. For me personally, I own two bullwhips, and I love to use them on my subs, but I would feel very uncomfortable being on the other end of that bullwhip. It's just too... It's too traumatic for me. It's it's. I think there's definitely some deep, deep. I know for a fact there's definitely like some deep seated um, issues with just that that type of slave master dynamic. Like some people get really, really into it. Like, and it's just, I, it's not for me. If it's for you and you are happy in that space and it's fulfilling and it, everybody is is okay and consensual and you know it's a healthy. Do you. Do your thing. I am not kink shaming. I'm saying that for me, that type of play would be extremely traumatic. And I wouldn't be leaving from something like that feeling encouraged and happy. And, you know, the ways that I would like to feel. I would feel very hurt and, and used and broken in a situation like that. So I just don't, I just don't do that type of play. Um, people also have like these breeding fetishes where there's this like desire to, to have my, my hot white wife, my white wife, uh, impregnated and breeded by this, this big black cock and his big black seed and, and eradicating the white race by getting all white women pregnant with black babies. Like it's a, it's a thing. Y'all might think that I'm exaggerating or something like that, but like, Y'all, the other people know. Some of y'all are going to think this is crazy and the other ones know, like, this shit is real. Like, this shit is real. And and the, that's the nice thing about kink is that it's a space where things that might traditionally be frowned upon, 
can be acceptable as long as it is consensual. However, for some people, myself, there are just certain lines. Everybody has their line that they don't cross. And for me, race play is one of those things where I just, I just don't like to cross that line. I don't even really like to teeter-totter too much on that line. The only time that, that I even remotely engage is when it is me with my white subs. That's the only time. If it's going to be me being degraded as because I'm black, I just, I can't, I can't do that. I can't do that. The, the America already attempts to do that. Um, you know, in my professional career, I work in construction with a whole bunch of old white men. They already try to do that. I don't need that in the space that I am choosing to be a part of and choosing to, to, you know, give a lot of myself to, I don't, I don't want that in this space. That's, that's, that's already in my life. And I'm just, I'm not interested. I'm just, I'm just not interested. Um, but being a black kinky woman, um, one, one reason that it's hard for me is that, um, because, because I get fetishized and because I do get a lot of attention on, um, FetLife and a lot of messages and stuff. One, it's a lot to, it's literally just a lot to filter through. Imagine, you know, when you go to work, you have a whole bunch of emails and you're like, fuck, and you actually have to like read through them to like see what, you know, what needs to be responded to. Some of it is going to be junk mail, but you still have to like look at it to even know if it's going to be junk mail or not. It's the same, it's the same thing on FetLife. When you open up FetLife and you have 50 messages and you're like, fuck, okay, let me just start going through them. Oh my God, you're black pussy. Delete. Um, you beautiful black goddess, I would love to worship your black, delete, like, you get through those, <laughs> so there are just certain things that you, you know not to respond to, but you still have to read it, and you still have to go through it, and it's still, like, it's exhausting, it's overwhelming sometimes, but sometimes it's also underwhelming, because you go through all of that, and then you realize, like, you went through those 50 messages, and there was nobody that you wanted, because, like, the location, they're too far away, um, the compat you guys are not compatible. You're not even into the same kinks. You're not attracted to the person. You know, they're not necessarily available. It's just like, sometimes it's like a lot for nothing. And that's when it's just like, it is exhausting. But it's not because I don't get attention. I definitely get to be the person that does the choosing and the picking, which is, which is great. I do wish that there were more black people in kink because kink is not some freaky white people shit kink is fun kink is uh creative kink is a really good outlet to like just get your just do the things that you that are you know sometimes frowned upon um it's it's really fun it's just a really fun space and I, I really wish that I understand why you know there aren't a ton of black people in this space it can be racially charged it can be uncomfortable we're already sexualized from um, a young age and all kink, as I've talked about in episode one, all kink is not sex. All kink is not sex. Some people come here not for, for no sex at all. They come here for the impact play. They come here for the rope play, the wax play. It's therapeutic. It, you know, it's soothing. It's whatever. Um, so all kink is not sex, but you know, as black people in general, we're already hypersexualized. Black women are sexualized, not even black women, black girls are sexualized from the age of like four. It's really crazy. And then black men are looked at as these like big black cocks. And it's just, it's, it's, you know, 
know. It it is what it is. And so I understand why some people might not want to might not be necessarily eager to join this space or feel like it's doing too much or whatever, but for those who, you know, are interested or are thinking about it, use this as your sign to like maybe just do a little bit more research, find some groups, do some research, um, you know, look on YouTube, there's information on YouTube, listen to the other episodes of this podcast if you haven't already, find some other kink podcasts, um, you know, it might help to look for, you know, podcasts with black people or you know stories from black people or google is great look it up you can find stuff you can find events you can find munches you can find virtual munches where you don't even you can do it from your bed or from your living room you don't even have to leave your house so you're not really losing out or anything but if you're looking for a sign if you should get into this or how to get into this or whatever this is it this is this is the sign give it a try there is something for everybody if you want to do master slave play you can do that if you want to you know get into the ddlg daddy dom little girl play which actually i am getting growing more interested in by the day like where the fuck is my daddy i want a daddy you know maybe i got some daddy issues i don't know but i wouldn't (laughs) i'm definitely i'm definitely definitely with it should i take a mommy too what's up um, that's really besides the point, but <laughs> there's something for everybody here. Um, but overall, like some days it's exhausting and overwhelming being a black woman, a kinky black woman, but a lot of days it's also like extremely empowering. Like some days I feel like a queen ass boss ass bitch. And those days are typically when um usually when I'm with my subs usually when I'm with my subs I just feel and they're calling me queen and they're calling me goddess and they're telling me how beautiful I am and how important it is in their daily lives it's so important for them to make me happy and to serve me or you know when they're cooking me dinner and and my approval of what they made for me it, you know, really is going to make or break their day or when bathing me is the, the, the highlight of their week because they got to serve me or clean my apartment or take the polish off my toes or whatever it is. Like that is when I love it. And it's not, it, it's not from with my subs. It's not because I'm black that it means that much. It, me being black I think definitely adds to, I know for a fact it adds to it, but it's not the, it's not because I'm black that this experience is so good. I actually asked one of my subs um, a while ago, I asked him like, does, has he only ever had black doms? And he said, no, but he prefers black doms. And I was like, hmm, why, why is that? And he said it's because he said black women are just very different from white women. Black women tend to be, uh, black women doms tend to be um, more vocal. They tend to be, you know, more assertive and more aggressive and more dominating. And so they, they really make the experience what he needs it to be. And I didn't take that as a fetishy thing. You know, it wasn't a black skin thing. It was, you know, almost like the black attitude thing. The black sass, the sassy black woman kind of like, and and I'm fine with that part of it. Like that wasn't weird. Again, he doesn't 
fetishize me because my black skin. He doesn't care that it's your, your black foot digging into my nuts. Like, it's not that kind of thing. It's just that I have a, 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 a personality and attitude that adds to the experience. And uh, I don't mind that at all. I actually, I love it. I encourage it. And it's, it's important to me. It's special to me. I love it. I love it so much. Um, and so those times I just feel like a, I feel like a queen, you know, there's men texting me goddess and telling me and sending me money because they want to serve me and because they want to make me happy. And the fact that it's white men doing that, I love it. I love it because like my boss and the people that I report to at work, I work in construction, it's old white men. And so to have you know, white men, un, like, be walking on them and kicking them in the nuts sometimes. It's just like, ooh, like, yes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like me doing that to my boss sometimes, you know. It's like me doing that to that person at, you know, the store that I that pissed me off. You know, it's, 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 it's tipping the scales back in a, in a more even direction, I feel like. Every time a white man sends me money, for existing, it feels like I'm tipping the scales, not just for me, but for black women across the board, at least for in his life, I'm tipping the scales back in his, you know, in that direction because, you know, some of them are managers and are bosses of black people. And, and I like to, you know, tip it, tip the scale a little bit more. Um, so that makes me feel really good. Overall, I will say that it's, it's a lot of work. It's exhausting. But being a black, I wouldn't want to be a white person and I would not want to be a man. I'm happy to be a black woman in this space. I am happy to be desired by a lot. I am, ex I'm happy to be able to have this space and to be in this space. I'm happy that this space exists for me to like experience the things that I am experiencing and to grow in this space and to grow more comfortable being a black woman in, in a predominantly white space. Um, again, I would love to see more black people here, um, but I, I'm happy to still be a black woman in this very white dominant space. Although white entitlement can be extremely frustrating. Um, I, I personally am able to have the confidence and the ability to speak up for myself when people are pushing that kind of white entitlement, any type of male entitlement, white entitlement, any of that, once that gets pushed on me, I can identify it. I always wasn't, I wasn't always able to, but I'm at a place now where I can identify it and kind of shut it down respectfully. Not, no, not, no, not respectfully. Not comfortably. I can comfortably shut it down. Um, and that's important. And that's something that I learned more in this space than I did outside of my vanilla life. I definitely learned that more here because I'm faced with it more. And I didn't acknowledge it or notice it at first. I didn't really understand what was going on. But now I can see it from a mile away and I can shut that shit down immediately. So, yeah, being a black kinky woman in this space is is great. It's, it's great. And especially, um, didn't really want to turn it into this, but like being fetishized is not something that I care for. But if you are someone that, that does want to profit off of that, there is money to be made. I was just talking to my mom um, recently about this. Like there's definitely money to be made as a black woman, especially being a dom. Like, 
getting paid because you are a dominant black woman and you're going to talk about, you know, how small white men's dicks are and how, you know, you're going to take your big black dick and fuck them with it or make them suck it and all that type of shit. Like, if being a black woman, if you are trying to profit off of being a black woman, especially from white men, like, it's here. The bag is here. And so it's definitely a benefit, and it's something that they, they have to come to black women for because they're not going to get it with a white woman. Not the same experience, not the same humiliation that they might be looking for because it might be a humiliation thing, you know? So, you know, it's here. It exists here, and this space is beautiful, and this space is fun, and this space is free. And if anybody took anything that I said as um, kink shaming or anything like that, y'all, if y'all have been listening to me, Y'all know that that is not what this platform is about by any means at all. But like everybody else, I have boundaries. I have limits. And, um, you know, I'm not afraid to, to vocalize those things. I have to live in my truth. That's not something that's for me. Could my life change somewhere down the line where I decide, hey, I am trying to be a white man's slave. That's kind of that's kind of hot. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I can't say right now that I see it happening for me, but it's just not my jam. If it's your jam, do it. Do you. Do you. Um, but yeah, we don't kink shame. We don't We don't kink shame. We don't sex shame. We don't do any of that here. Um, but I do want to say before I head out that I love you guys. Thank you for listening. For the people who have listened up to this point, y'all are fucking awesome. And uh, happy 420. Um, peace out.